This is the So You Are a Former Athlete podcast, a podcast dedicated to exploring the effects that losing your athlete identity has on adult life. From community to routine integration, to finding new passions, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, and welcome back to So You're a Former Athlete and Podcast. Today, we wanted to offer you a quick look inside what we mean when we say we're coaches, what our coaching spaces look like, and some real results seen from people and our own clients in our space, and how to know if this is something that you'd benefit from. Before we dive in, just a reminder to follow our podcast channel to have easy access to new episode drops. And if you like this podcast, please, please shoot us a rating or download the episodes. And thank you in advance. So to kick it off, what do we do as coaches? So just as a coach in athletics, most of you on this podcast are former athletes. Just as your coaches would help you improve performance in your sport, we both are board certified nurse coaches in private practice with a passion for serving others to help them perform the best in life. We both offer one-to-one support in our practices as well as group spaces launching in January. And this is a tailored support around the whole person. So we coach holistically around physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, different aspects of life. And particularly the overachiever, perfectionist, and people pleaser is who we specifically like to work with. We work on things from fitness, nutrition, mindset, career burnout, and everything in between. And on this episode, we'll get a little bit more clear of how we got to this exact point. Alyssa, you want to join in? Yeah. I I like to start off when explaining my coaching space to compare it to almost like going to a physical therapy appointment. Most people, when they get into a coaching space, have no idea what to expect. They've never done it before. They don't know what's about to happen. They're a little nervous. And this is just a great way to kind of bridge that gap, especially for former athletes. You go see a physical therapist because your hip is hurting when you're squatting or when you're walking. So you connect with a physical therapist. They ask you to walk up and down the room. They check your gait. They see what your movement patterns are. They look at your squat, see if there's any lack of alignment or hip drop. They look at the muscles being recruited. Maybe they see the ones that aren't being recruited that should be recruited. And your injury could be acute. It could be chronic. It could also be based from something you've done your entire life. And just because you've moved a certain way your whole life or lifted a certain way or squatted a certain way, that doesn't mean that it's the best way for your body. So what does a physical therapist do? They offer you exercises to practice, to recruit new muscle patterns, to grow the right muscles, to shift the ways that are pain-free, and then they apply those things outside of their appointments. So coaching is kind of like that, but for your mind, you know, so for the habits that you have for yourself. So not every habit you have is great for you. Just because you've done something a certain way your whole life, it doesn't mean it's the best way to do it. Same thing with the way that you think, the way that you talk to yourself, the way you feel, your soul, your goals, all of those things. It's almost like going in and getting an alignment where a coach will say, hey, like, what if you thought about it this way? What if instead of feeling this way, you would feel this way? What would happen? What would happen in the situation if you felt this way instead? And then creating field work in between sessions to kind of bridge that gap. So oftentimes new clients feel a little bit more understanding. (laughs) I love that analogy. Also, I, in my practice, you know, go back to comparing it to my swim coach when I was younger, as far as he was on the deck and I'm in the race, I'm swimming a certain way. I can't see the way my arms are moving Mm -hmm. or the way my stroke is or my flip turn, how it lands. 
And my coach has this non-judgmental, unbiased support. He wants me to do my best. He or she wants me to do my best. And he's seeing the perspective completely different from his viewpoint, vantage point on deck. I really like that analogy as a physical therapist. So I'm going to keep working with that one too. Take it. Um, But to get back to it. So exactly. We coach in a model that we use our background as nurses. So we both worked in the hospital and worked with people in all different stages of life, in all different areas of life. And so we use this background as nurses to help others achieve their personal health and wellness goals in all different areas. Like I said, we utilize this non-judgmental, unbiased support to help you overcome challenges. How is it relevant to our community here, this former athlete community? Well, we help provide you with structure, guidance, and clarity, just like an athletic coach did in your sport. And often coming out of a sport is really hard. It's hard from go to from mm-hmm. discipline and structure to just life, to a new career, to balancing living on your own entering a new friend group or relationship. We work with mindsets around feeling like you're not doing enough, not knowing where to start, not knowing how to speed up or slow down. I know it was especially hard for me coming out of division one sports into adulthood where I had so much structure for so many years at, at a time that I kind of felt lost and I didn't know where to begin. And it left me with a sense of lack of motivation, a lot of questions and doubts within myself. And I think I really could have benefited from a coach maybe in that period of that 21 to 25 year old timeline to just help guide me and help me come to some answers of questions I had that I wasn't really seeing myself. What about you, Alyssa? Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it with the way you explained it here, especially for former athletes. Something that I'll sometimes see people that are like, I want to do this on my own. Like, I'm going to figure it out myself. And if you know that you benefit from structure, if you know that you are an athlete and being an athlete means having all of those things in place, the routine, the goals, the community, the drive, use that to your advantage. Find that elsewhere. This is a really great way to transition from athletics into adult life while maintaining those things. And you get to shift your goals from sports to life, but holding on to the things that you know make you successful isn't a bad thing. It's a good thing and you can use it to your advantage. Yeah. So I figured what I could do now is kind of say what I actually do as a coach. So what does it actually look like? How am I helping the client? Unless I I feel that I speak for both of us with these things. And of course you can add anything after, but a couple of things that a coach does that I do as a coach specifically as well is in my coaching space, I act as a soundboard where you are not only welcome to, but encouraged to share your wildest dreams, your biggest fears, your insecurities, your celebrations. And I'm just there to listen. You probably will say things that you've never said out loud, or maybe things that you've said to other people, like your peers, like, oh, I really want to start a business, or I want to run a marathon, even though I've never run longer than a mile. And people will oftentimes go, oh, wow, like that's crazy. Or I don't know, like, you really think you can do that? Like right now? I don't know. That's not what you're going to get from a coach. That's not what you're going to get from me. That's not what you're going to get from us. You'll get, okay, let's do it. How do you want to make this real? When do you want it to happen? We are also here to move through some relatively straightforward three-step processes. And it sounds a little different for everyone, but this is how I like to explain it. So the first step when you work with me is that we get really clear on what it means to embrace your own authenticity. Stepping into who you are right now, not in a judgmental way, but taking ownership of all things. So taking ownership of your habits, both good habits and bad habits, the things that light you up and the things that you do that maybe hold you back a little bit, getting clear on what hinders you. And then from there, 
you build the foundation to move forward. And so moving forward means creating and committing to a game plan. So setting goals, figuring out what your values are, why your goals matter to you in the first place, connecting to your passions, defining your deep inherent desires, your fears, and taking action even through all of this, taking messy action. And then third, creating longevity, making these shifts long-term. So I'm not there to tell you what to do for a short period of time. This isn't a six-week fitness routine. This is a how can we transform into the person that we actually want to be forever. No quick fixes here. (laughs) These are things that you take with you for the rest of your life. So you get to get really clear on how you best handle falling off track because everyone falls off. It would be a lie to say that life is perfect after you have a coach. It's not true. But how do you handle things when you fail? How What do you do when you feel burnout and how can we reduce burnout? What does it look like to incorporate rest long-term as you chase these goals and so on and so forth? So those are kind of like those three steps of embracing authenticity, creating and committing to a game plan and finding that longevity, that sweet spot where you can maintain this permanently for the rest of your life. Next, I'm going to hold you to a standard. And that standard is going to be created by you. When you tell me what your goals are, when you call them out, I am going to believe that you are 100% capable of them starting right now. I don't have the self-limiting beliefs that you have. That doubt that comes into your mind when you're looking to do something new or looking to do something scary, I don't subscribe to those thoughts for you too. I will be there to challenge you, to push you through, even when maybe you're having that self-doubt. It's crazy how often our self-limiting beliefs are not true. That could be a whole other episode. Yeah. Uh, Our brains do some crazy things. Yeah, me too. Coaching means empowering you 100% of the time to make choices for yourself. It's not so much education as it is helping you do the things that you want to do and helping you get clear on the things that you want to do. And really, at the end of the day, coaching is for making the dreams that float in your head become real. Yeah. So a couple of things came up for me just listening to you here is I always tell my clients, I'm your biggest cheerleader. Bring Mm -hmm. anything and everything here to my sessions in these one-to-one spaces. We work as individuals together for an hour and I am going to be your biggest motivator, supporter, cheerleader, no matter what season of life you're going through. If you're going through a challenge, if you're on a high peak, I'm going to be there supporting you, holding your hand, really boosting you the, the, the whole way. Of course, there's going to be some, you need to take radical accountability for your own actions, but I am never going to judge you or make you feel like a failure. I'm only going to provide this feedback of a different perspective and I'm going to support you and hold space no matter what. Also comparing this process that you kind of talked about, this embracing authenticity, creating and committing to the game plan and then finding longevity. How does that translate over into the former athlete? We were used to embracing authenticity as far as like, I know that I was not a breaststroker or a backstroker in swimming. Mm -hmm. Those were not my best sports, my best strokes. Those are probably my weaker points. But I knew if I was going to do the mile, if I was going to swim freestyle, if I was going to swim butterfly, I could crush it. So I really embrace this authenticity within myself and my sport of like, okay, where are my strengths? Where are my weaknesses? And and who am I to my core as a swimmer? That translates over into the container in coaching as well, but just who am I as a person? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Then just like in swimming, when I'd be like, okay, let's create and commit this game plan. How many times do I have to practice? How many times, how many yards do I have to swim a day to get better yeah. and improve my strengths as well as my weaknesses? Same thing that translates over into the coaching space. 
we really set out an action plan goals week to week, as far as what are we going to commit to? Where are we going to show up? Where are we going to push the edge so that we can strengthen some things and improve in other places, et cetera. Lastly, this finding longevity. So once you got into your sport and recognize this is the discipline it takes week to week, finding that longevity long-term and knowing that it's going to take five practices or it's going to take time and energy and effort every single week to show up in my sport, the same thing translates over into coaching, finding this longevity, finding this lifestyle change that's going to take Mm -hmm. you years to come instead of just this quick fix right now, it lasts for 30 days and you fall back off and they're stuck in that (laughs) record loop all the time. So just kind of transposing that as far as like what it looked like from athlete to now. Okay. So just kind of um, transitioning into how I personally got here. So this is Alyssa A speaking again and, and my journey as far as what inspired me to become a coach. So I have been a nurse for years. I was traveling all over the country as an ICU nurse. I lived in seven different states um, throughout the years of like 2018 up until this past year, 2023. And just based on the heaviness of working in an ICU, the emotional stress, the mental stress, the 12 and a half hour shifts, working mm-hmm. night shift and day shift, moving all over the country, trying to start over every couple weeks in a new place. I was really getting to this point of burnout in my ICU nursing career. And I also felt like I was lacking passion at this point. This is going past, this is going into the last year or two. I always had this desire to serve others more and I knew that I was capable of more. So I can say that I always had this pull. I joked that I thought I would maybe be a swim coach, maybe be an athletic coach, maybe be a personal trainer in the gym and really help others realize their full potential. I truly love teaching, helping, guiding others. It's something I'm really passionate about in my nursing bedside career. And I wanted to take that and use it in other ways. So I did some research and coming from this athletic career, swimming was such a big part of my life. I loved being part of a team. I loved having a coach support me. So knowing those strengths and knowing my strength in the nursing world, I was like, where can I kind of create this passion and utilize all of these things together? I ended up finding out about holistic nurse coaching while I was abroad on a vacation in Europe by myself. It Mm -hmm. was kind of this eat, pray, love discovery trip for myself and seeing other outlets. Where can I take my nursing career from here? And nurse coaching fell into my lap after some research and being fueled by having this coach in sports my whole life. It felt natural to be coaching others. Once I read the description of what a nurse coach was, once I got into contact with some people who were in business as a nurse coach, I was like, this is it. I was super fired up. I felt like I was back as as captain of the swim team again. And I had this desire to lead while living as an example to others. So practicing what I preach while also showing others it's possible. So I was working through my own burnout. I was really healing from years of personal trauma growing up. And then through a pandemic as a nurse, landed me here as a coach, showing not only nurses, but so many of my other peers in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s age range, you are capable of so much more than you think when you show up and do the work, when you have the right support, when you have the right foundation, anything is possible. Like you said, we make those dreams in your head become a reality. And once I hired my own coach and got into this space, I saw that come true for myself. So that's what really inspired me to get here. I became certified this past summer, launched my praxis, and here we are. So inspiring. 
question is what are common life situations, mindset or triggers for people who you would say are kind of ready for coaching in your experience? I personally love to help guide and coach others who maybe were struggling with the same mindsets that I've already worked through and overcome Mm -hmm. personally, because I have that firsthand experience. I know what it's like to be an overachiever, people pleaser, perfectionist. And like I've identified in other episodes, foot on the gas at all times, not taking time for myself, overextending myself. Most common, my clients are coming to me when they have empty cups, they are taking care of so many other things, other people, other situations, and not taking care of themselves. I'm really finding people with mindsets of, I need to keep doing more to succeed or to find my worth or to be enough. And I most often work with people who really want to find this balance and it's okay if you're not doing all the things, it's really important for this rest restorative time in addition to having goals and going for it. That mindset of I have to do everything all at once. No, it's about working with finding balance and in certain seasons of life, you're going to be physically more on top of it, mentally more on top of it, emotionally more on top of it. But how can we kind of align in so many of those areas day to day? And that's kind of the work that I most do with my clients. So after these clients have come to you, they've worked with you, what happens for them? Yeah. uh, So great question. It's I've been working with clients for almost a year at this point, and they've been of all different age groups. They've been of all different professions, all different backgrounds. They've been all over the country. I run a remote practice, so I can really work with all different individuals. I will say the three big stories or big wins from clients that I've had. I worked with a former athlete who she's a couple years out of college athletics and was really looking for a new passion, a new outlet she loved in exercise and fitness. But coming from, like I said, such a disciplined sport in college athletics, felt herself a little lost, was really comparing herself to her younger self in the swim life and the athletic life. So we worked on finding the self-love. She really gained body confidence confidence overall in herself, but also she found this new outlet as far as exercise that allowed her to tap into her full potential and again, fall back in love with herself. She cared less Mm -hmm. about the scale. She cared less about these progress picks, these body image, and focused more on doing what she loved day to day in the fitness realm. Then that translated over into her career. And she started thinking about maybe a career change and How can she set better boundaries with friends when maybe she realized that she wasn't necessarily happy going out all the time and doing Mm -hmm. those things? So that's one client I worked with. A second, I worked with a man who, again, was comparing a lot to younger self. And I think that's a really common theme is we often reflect on our prior selves. Most of us do, not working with coaches or working with coaches. And and see all that we achieved and kind of still hold ourselves to those standards. So we worked together and He just felt kind of stuck. He felt like he wasn't pushing the edge like he had been when he was younger and felt like he was always capable of more, but didn't know necessarily what to do or how to get there. So we we focused on dialing in. Where do you want to be in a year? Do you want to still be here in the same place, in the same apartment, in the same routine? What, What do you crave to change? He ended up working a lot harder in the things that he loved. He started a new passion project and this new Instagram and business platform. He ended up getting stronger in the gym and really getting a little bit more structure for himself as far as 
following a consistent workout plan, fueling his body a little differently, eating a little bit more and seeing how that changed his body. So we really refined the tools that he needed to continue to embrace his best self and how to take it to that next level. Thirdly, I worked with a, she was a nurse. She was a nurse practitioner school and she just felt like she was doing all the things, was super successful, but still felt really unfulfilled. So we worked mm-hmm. on what do you like to do? What will make you feel that that next, that you've again, achieved that next level? She ended up buying a new house. She increased her <laughs> business income. She found balance in setting boundaries. Also began a consistent exercise routine. She ended up incorporating some yoga to slow down with the stress of being nurse, being in nurse practitioner school, running a business on the side. So she really incorporated a lot of that balance and that slowdown compared to the first two I spoke about who were really trying to push and level up in a way. So those are just three different success stories that I wanted to share that you can kind of see this full picture. Maybe they come wanting to work on just getting a little bit more motivated with fitness or nutrition or lifestyle change. And then it ends up this transformation happens as far as finding new passions, feeling more confident, having this new drive and lease on life. And yeah, it's pretty incredible what happens when you have this external support. Yeah. And the belief in yourself, it's like once you you come with this one goal, maybe it's fitness or exercise or I'm stuck. I want more routine or consistency. I hear that a lot. And then once working with a coach, you find that, wow, like I am capable, like I can do this. It opens the door in every facet of your life. And really that's what's so cool about being holistic coaches as we are is it isn't just one area. It's how do we improve and find fulfillment in every single facet. And usually just by being in a container and creating that belief about one thing, like, wow, like I bet this is true for all areas of my life. And so it's, I, those are just some really awesome testimonials and proof. Like that is what happens. That's what happens from this sort of thing. Definitely. Definitely. And I'm curious, Hermie, what inspired you? How did you get started? Where, how did you land here? And yeah, let's kind of turn it over to you now. Okay. I had a relatively similar story uh, when it comes to nursing. So I also changed my major (laughs) four times in college. So I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to be there to physically, metaphorically hold other people's hand as they develop. But I wasn't exactly sure how. uh, I always knew I was cut out to help people. Bedside just wasn't it for me. The burnout was real, you know, not to shoot the same horn that you just were I'm going to keep that. Uh, But it was really hard to do all that, to travel, to be in this high stake environment where I really didn't have that balance for myself. And I was even in NP school at one point getting my doctorates. And I was only doing that because it was what I thought I was supposed to be doing. I wasn't happy in what I was doing. And I thought the next thing was more education. And so that's where I went. And I, every cell of my being knew that it was wrong. Finding nurse coaching and becoming a coach was the first thing that I ever did because I wanted to and that I felt drawn to because of my passions and not just because I thought it was what I was supposed to do. And as soon as I took that step for myself, it was just, it was life-changing. It was life-changing to become a coach, even to think that that was something that was possible for me to create something from nothing, to do something that not everyone else is doing. That was a big shift for me. And now I get to help other clients do that. 
And it's just, it's super wild. Coaching provides a space for me to be spicy. (laughs) I love to be a little spicy to tell people how it is in the name of love, growth, and acceptance. And I just love working with former athletes for that reason, because my clients will come to me and be like, Alyssa, tell me straight up what is going on. Like, help me see, help me become this person. Like, help me see for myself. And they want to take action. They want to go do the things. They want that constructive feedback. And then they take that insight and they run with it. And I just, it's a different energy to work with people who are getting better at something because they are choosing to do it versus being sick and having no choice but to be there. It, it, it takes something out of you as a caregiver, even, I would say. You know, lots of people who hear that I'm a coach will think like, oh, Alyssa, I want to have some fitness advice or do you have any recipes I can try or exercise routines? What's my diet plan? How many calories should I have? And they want me to tell them what to do to feel better. And that just simply isn't what it is. Uh, I know we talked a lot about what the coaching space looks like. So you probably know that by now, but if you didn't, you get to hear that again. (laughs) That's like my super speed story of how I became a coach. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that you, you know, finding this, chasing this dream and finding it for yourself and going after it again, like just resonates with me as far as you are leading your clients by example, right? You are showing them that I am doing it. It is possible. So how much more do you bring to the table for your clients when you, when they're going through something, when they want to chase a dream that maybe is, is just in their head and not feasible. And you're like, listen, like I am right there with you. I am scared. I am being challenged. I am working through it and I get it, you know? And Having that perspective now, as far as changing a career path, so to speak, and embarking on entrepreneurship, what is your biggest takeaway from all of these challenges? And how does that allow you to better serve your clients? My greatest takeaway is that your instinct is right 99% of the time. What your gut tells you, you know, you know. And even to apply that to sports, like sometimes the greatest play I've ever had, the greatest goals I've scored. I have no idea how I did it. I just did it. Like, right. Like you, you dig deep and you connect with yourself. We talk about flow state in an episode two eventually, but you don't think you just act based on what you feel is right. And when you do that in your life, not just in sports, when you do that in your career choice and choosing a partner and whether or not to believe a thought that maybe is self-limiting, it will take you so far. I always knew in my gut that I was not meant to be a bedside nurse but I did it because it was safe. I could travel. It had some of the things, but I knew it wasn't it. And I think that so many people settle close, but not it. Yes. yes. <laughs> and just don't, don't settle for that. Don't settle for fine. You're not here to be fine. You're not here to be okay. What does it look like when you really listen to your gut and ask it, you know, what, what do I want? What could be there for me if I reached out to do it? And I bet it has an answer. I bet if there's an answer there that maybe you've been ignoring or you can't yeah. hear it exactly right. But yeah, learning to do that in entrepreneurship, in life, in sports, all of that is probably my biggest takeaway. Yeah. And that intuition as you pass that along to your clients and, and, and utilize that in your own life, I think that comes through so much more probably in your in your one-to-one with your clients. So I'm curious. What kind of results have you seen as far as when you've leaned into the intuition and really trusted your gut and built this whole thing and now have been a successful coach? Where have you seen that translate over into some of your client results? I'm curious. Yeah, this is such a great point to transition to. And I want to talk about my client, Blaine. So shout out Blaine. Blaine, I met at 
an event and I was there with the booth talking about my business and he was there as an employee, not even there as a participant and was like, you know what? This ain't it. What I'm doing right now, is this it's not it. There's something more for me. And so he took responsibility for of that for himself, right? So when Blaine came to me, he was relatively depressed. He was sort of lost, feeling like he really just didn't have any sense of purpose. Blaine was a soccer player, basketball player. So he knew what it felt like to have that fulfillment, to put in the work, to do all of those things. And he just wasn't getting that anymore. The transition kind of knocked him on his ass the same way it knocks most of us on our ass. Blaine had lots of negative thoughts all the time. He was eating poorly, not treating his physical body right, not working out, staying up super late, not doing anything on his days off, right? These are his words, not mine. (laughs) But after working with Blaine for three months, give or take, he said, I value myself more and I know what I can bring to the table. I don't eat poorly anymore. I meal prep all my food and waking up earlier and working out daily, my communication skills with setting boundaries and expressing my feelings has had major improvement. It has been really awesome to sort of stay in contact with Blaine. And it'll be months after our space. And he'll be like, hey, I am still exercising every single day and meal prepping. Like I'm still doing it. And I ran into someone that I used to talk to. And I just stood up for myself in a way I didn't before. And the relationship is so much better for it. Or I set a boundary with so-and-so and we're even closer than we were. Or I reconnected with this old friend who I was so scared of. But now that I'm confident in myself and know how to ask for what I want. And now that I don't run from my feelings, like I can say it like it is. And I'm okay with the emotions that come up. Like It's just such a cool shift to have seen that in Blaine. And actually, that came from that intuition, that knowing that what he was doing wasn't right for him. Uh, I won't dive too deep into specific clients' point of views after that. But there have been so many different shifts from clients that I've worked with, from just having increased energy every day without having to caffeinate 24-7 or mm-hmm. losing over 30 pounds and not dieting with and not you know restricting or having crazy exercise plans. Someone that I just recorded a testimonial video with that will be out soon just had a career-ending wrist injury when we worked together. And the doctor told him he would never lift weights again. We helped not only physically move forward, but mentally. And he's back to exercising and he's actually competing this weekend in his first ever CrossFit competition. This specific one, he's done many, many, many. Yeah, he's done many, but uh, I've helped people start a business, run their first 5K in years post-injury, feel emotions and express themselves, create create and execute exercise routines. You know, like we said at the beginning, it is a holistic approach. So life shifts in every single way when you're in this sort of space. I want to kind of reflect back on that statement you made where, right, we're not giving all just the plans and do all of this, execute A, B, C, and D, eat this many macros, do Mm -hmm. all this exercise. Like, is there a time and place for that in the container potentially? But it is not so focused on this transactional, like, put in this work, you get this out, right? That you can go on Google, you can go with AI and get a workout plan these days and get a meal plan and follow it. Coaching is different in the fact that we really look at the challenges and the barriers because we can all, especially us former athletes, we've all been able to get through two and a half hours of practice, four hours of practice, give us the workout plan and and just do it mindlessly. Absolutely. Not the same. Having a coach allows you to really look head on at, okay, yeah, you achieved this, but like, how did you feel? How did it make you feel? What are you celebrating? Oh, you're not able to celebrate that you worked out five times and got the workout plan actually done. That's maybe what we need to work on. Yeah. So 
just kind of also finishing with that overall point of this is not, we're going to give you all of the answers and you have to follow the protocol because as we've known, there's no quick fix. There's no protocol. There is no instruction manual of how to get through this life, but having somebody in your corner to pick you up when it's getting challenging, when it's getting hard, when you're hitting that yeah. wall, that no protocol is going to help you get the perfect body, the perfect mind, the perfect life. Picking yourself up and having that tool and foundation to ebb and flow and listen to your body, listen to yourself, have grace with yourself is really the point of this coaching container. So anything else to add, Hermie, as far as, um, yeah, just bringing it full circle here. No, I think we crushed it. I think you're crushing it. I think I'm crushing it. I am so proud of us for getting out of that comfort zone, for doing things that make us feel uncomfortable. If you're on this podcast, still listening here with us, and you feel that this is a space that you really feel called to, that maybe you're looking for that guidance support, we offer these uh, discovery calls. Let's jump on and see if one of our containers is meant for you. So I hope that this episode allowed you to gain some clarity on what we do as coaches, on what we offer as coaches. If this really resonates with you and this is something that you're looking for in your own life, please feel free to reach out to myself or Hermie. Our Instagrams are linked. Our Facebook page is linked. Send us a DM, get in contact with us. We truly, our passion is to serve and help others. And that's what we love to do. If you like this episode as a reminder, just be sure to follow and rate our podcast on Apple Podcast or Spotify. Uh, both Liz and I have a growing practice with groups starting in January, which we will get more into in other episodes. But if that calls to you, if you are even just looking for that sort of community, reach out. There may be spots still. We'll let you know. Uh, we'll send you everything you need to hear about the space as well at that point. To be kept in the loop on episodes going forward, if you want to know topics, you want to know what our coaching space looks like, or just to communicate with other people that are listening to this podcast, like our Facebook page. So you are a former athlete and. Awesome. We only have limited spots in our groups, everyone. So if this is something you want to get on, 2024 is going to be your year. You know, reach out to us and claim your spot. Let's keep kicking it off, Hermie. Uh, another great episode. And we'll see you back here for the next one. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.